Hey everyone, this is Sarah. Most of you know me from the Hide and Seek podcast discussion group on Facebook. Do you enjoy the Hide and Seek podcast? Would you like to show your support? Head over to Apple iTunes, leave us a five-star review, and follow us so you never miss an episode. You can interact with us as well as share your thoughts, ideas, and theories on this season's episodes by joining the Hide and Seek Podcast Discussion Group. Find us by searching Hide and Seek Podcast Discussion Group on Facebook. The following podcast may contain strong language and is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Sweet dreams are made of this. 24-Hour News Aid's Brady Gillum went to Sturgis tonight to speak with the missing woman's mother about what may have happened to her daughter. I can tell you where she most likely is. I hadn't seen anybody that I felt comfortable saying anything to until today. The stories they tell are pretty They're pretty freaking gruesome. I kept all the text messages, Facebook messages, the messages between me and Brittany, I have all of them. I have everything. I told him, I said, I'll kill all them motherfuckers. And I was going to have my people fucking take care of it. I'll just say Brittany's name out of nowhere just to see what somebody says. Because this little town around here would be hard to hide something like that. Because eventually everything comes out. To me, some days I don't believe anything happened to her. I think she just left. This is Hide and Seek, Season 3. I'm your host, James Basinger. Hey guys. I wanted to thank everyone who stopped by the Hide and Seek booth at CrimeCon last weekend. It was great to meet some of you and connect with our listeners. Brittany's story is continuing to spread like wildfire. We'll be at CrimeCon 2023 in Orlando, Florida. We'd love to see you there. We're going to jump back into our interview with Ashley, but first, a quick recap since we had a two-week break. Some points to keep in mind going forward. Ashley says the last time she had contact with Brittany was via Facebook Messenger. Brittany sends Ashley a message on November 28th when Brittany says she's got 20. Ashley tells her she has nothing, nothing but bad luck. Brittany responds with, I've got 50. Ashley says, I need it. Hopefully something will have fallen and I'll have something later. Ashley mentions her boyfriend Pocket goes to jail on November 29th for removing his ankle monitor. This is Ashley's memory anchor for recalling where she is at on the day Brittany disappears, November 30th. She tells me she's in bed crying about Pocket being in jail while waiting for his call. Ashley goes on to say that this is also the day Eric S., Brittany's husband, moves in with her because people are fucking with her. When she says this, she immediately corrects herself and says, even though he's already been staying there. Previously, Ashley mentioned that some of the details of the 30th were foggy to her, and she had to think hard because up until this point, Eric S. had been using her as his alibi, and she wasn't sure that she was actually with him on this day. As the interview continued, Ashley tells me about a phone call via Facebook Messenger from Sheldon. And it's in this moment that she has this aha moment when she claims to realize that Eric S. was actually with her because she claims she turns to Eric and says, why the fuck is Sheldon calling me? Fast forward to the day Brittany is reported missing, 
December 8th. Ashley contacts Sheldon at Eric S.'s request for her to retrieve Brittany's passwords and account info from him. And this is when we hear the odd voice message from Ashley to Sheldon, where she tells him, Hey, how about if I go over there? I was just telling Eric, if I go over there and the cops aren't there, I can ask for it. If the cops are there, Pocket's already got me upset, so I can cry at the drop of a hat, and I'll just play the, oh my God, where's my friend card. Only if they're there. Hmm. Interesting. When I confronted Ashley about this voice message, she can't seem to recall what this comment was about. Now that we've recapped, let's get back into my conversation with Ashley. There's like some real uh, bad blood between you and Jess. No, I don't even want that brought up because that has nothing to do with me suspecting her. Yeah, the facts do. Oh, I know. She has from the beginning. So let, me, let me cover this. Okay. So she won't give you a why either because she can't. Well, this, isn't this why we're talking? Right? Like, this is- All I'm telling you, it's been two years that I have defended myself. I'm very <laughs> short with that shit. If yeah, I feel sure. like anyone's coming at me any kind of way because I have lost my kids, I've lost my house, I've lost my cars, I've lost my guns, I've lost my money, I've lost everything. And I have stayed silent, and I have watched this shit get talked, and I have not said a thing, because it's not true, and I know it's not true, and the truth will come out, but it, it wears on a person seeing this shit over and over again. So when it comes at me, or I feel it coming at me, I'm quick to snap on it. Okay, well, snap all you want with this situation if you need to. You think I'd be doing a good job if I wasn't... No, I don't. And it's, like, my point I made with Maddie, like... If you didn't talk to anyone, suspect everyone, you'd be no better than John. Okay. A quick note here. Ashley references John. John previously attempted to make a documentary about Brittany's case. Ashley wasn't a fan of John's work. You'll hear more about my conversations with John in a later episode. There's obviously this major issue between you and Jess. I've told you from day one, like, I honestly don't give a shit when it comes to the stupid drama, the side drama, and I don't care if it comes from her, and I don't care if it comes from you. All I'm trying to do is just figure out the facts, and that's what I'm going to stick to. These are real wounds. This is not a mystery game. This is not, uh, you stole my boyfriend, or you stole my, or you screwed my husband. This is someone's actually missing, so let's cut the bullshit, and let's just get to the facts. You and Jess... I don't even have bad blood. She's okay. dead to me. It is. I don't care. I don't. That's have... fine. But you and Jess started your the the relationship began because of Brittany missing. It wasn't because of before that. You guys didn't even talk before that. Never. Sense. Nope. Okay. But you and started off as friends. Nope. With good intentions. Nope. So you never were friends. Nope. We started off the very first correspondence between her and I at all was her messaging me, calling me. A dumb cunt, I think. That's how it started? And to keep... Yep. Very first message from her. To keep my name out of her mouth, because I don't know shit. It's talking about the her smuggling drugs thing. And she threatened me. Wait till I see you outside. To catch you outside. <laughs> you dumb bitch. She's beat my ass. And my response to her was... Or she comes back with, you got nothing to say? I said, yeah, I got plenty to say, Jess. Like, brush up on your grammar so for one. Were you, but were you saying things about her... Because she obviously had to hear that from somewhere. I'm, I'm, this is me guessing. No, she did because I was told this 
about the prison thing, I told one person, I said, I don't know for sure yet. And I've still got those messages. I said, I have to look into this to find out if it's true. So don't say anything. Her name's Kayla. Kayla. Stewart. And was she related to, how is she related to this conversation? No clue. Like, she, she was brought in by Guffy, I think, to talk about Daniel. I don't know. Ashley throws so much information at us. I'm having a hard time keeping names, dates, times, and places straight in my head. As hard as I'm trying, it's starting to sound like another language to me. Jessica says, well, you know she's out there running her fucking mouth. She's told she more than just you. I found her messages to her. I asked her I about the hair, why she thought Brit's hair was blue. The only reason I threw yep. I'm trying that to think, because that Val. wasn't where it started either. I followed with Val, she, but she said, well, you know, the crazy one I told you about that she links back to somehow, some way? I don't even know where the fuck we were driving, but it was late. Is this what you're hearing? Because this is what I'm hearing. Sitting there listening to all of this, I recognized that this was something I'd have to go back and listen to more than once to get the overload of information straight. It's at this moment I feel like I've gotten in over my head. There's no life vest near, guys, and I'm drowning. Right now, I'm questioning whether I'll even be able to make a cohesive season out of all of this information. <sighs> Breathe. Before wrapping up this interview with Ashley, there's an important piece of information I want you all to hear. This was my first kind of ding, ding. Like, why is she so stuck on the delete shit? Must have deleted themselves, and why wouldn't you Why wouldn't you delete them? You deleted shit on Britt's Facebook. I said, seriously? You would never consider whoever the fuck locked you out, though. Only the one who's been over backwards to help you for no damn reason. No, I fucking didn't. I kept that shit as it was. Downloaded her data immediately. Those records are exactly as they were when I gained access. I don't know what the fuck you're trying to pull, but what the actual fuck, dude. There's no record of your conversation with her, or Eric, really. So, pause. Why is there no record of your, your conversation? Because they've all been deleted. I didn't think Brittany had access, or Jessica had access to Brittany's email. Or uh, Facebook. No, oh, she did. She was in it before me. Right. Who has access to it now? Whoever stole my phone. Or whoever has my phone. I think it's her. So someone has access to Brittany's account because they stole your phone. Correct. My phone was, is, not was, it is, the only way into her account. I still have control of it because I keep changing the password. I can log in, but that's as far as I can go. What does it, that mean? After I log in, it pops up. Mm. Um, please enter the security code from your device, mm. the two-factor. It's on that device cannot go any further and access any part of the account without entering that code. Okay. I got a login notification in January of this year. And someone was on. And that was after your phone had been disappeared. That's after it got stolen. Yeah, it's been stolen for two years now. So, wait, wait, wait. She says there's no record, record of, of your conversations, conversations or, or Eric, Eric really. really. When does this present? And I, uh, Thursday, April 29th. What year? This one. Then how does she know that? Because she has the Facebook file. Because it was sent to her by Stefaniak, because I sent it to him. Stefaniak is the PI? Yeah. So he has a file of your conversations. No, 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 no. Explain that, because... Brittany's Facebook file that I downloaded. Okay. That's Brittany's Facebook account. That's, is that like a copy, a uh, thumbprint of... Yeah, it has all your messages, all your likes. Okay. It, it's everything you've ever done. It extracts it. And now you and can't change anything on it, because it's just like a picture of it, right? Other than you can go look at the messages, you can go look at... Right. But you can't create, nor can you delete. Right. Does that mean I'm right? Off. I mean, you can delete files if you want. 
Yeah, but like once on they're the on your Facebook, computer. But on the Facebook, still, it should still have the information. Right. When you download it, it's just taking a copy. You can do whatever the fuck you want to it. It's not going to affect the right. account. Yeah. It's a copy. There are no messages in there from before December 1st, 2018. Why? Exactly. So, but, but wait a second. So, when you took a copy of the Facebook profile, right? You did, right? Yes. Okay. Hers. But when did you take it? I would have to look at the date on it. it it's got well, the date time stamp. Give me, give me a year. Well, it was 2019. I got in there in July. And it was actually that one. Because I was still green with all my shit, not really knowing what to do, what not to do. And I had seen messages. That's why it was so confusing to me. She still had access. Okay, so, I was unaware at this point. But, so what, Brit's, or what Jessica is talking about is that she's looking at the file that you gave to, what's the guy's first name, the PI? Matt. Matt. You gave Matt a copy of Brittany's Facebook. He downloaded If that. you pause, we cover it right here. Okay. <laughs> I told her, you're right, except on my end. If I had something to hide, I wouldn't have hers in my combo. She says, LOL. I said, there's no, reason, there's no messages from anyone before she went missing, except in her archive. Whoever did it from the app, or whoever did it, did it from the app. Didn't think about the browser. But why isn't it there for everyone to see? What do you mean? How do I access it? Phone's going to die. Fuck. Mm. You got her data download, right? Yes. Like the whole file? Yes. So I can fucking help you. Damn. Why the fuck come at me like that? You have to download a file explorer. It can decrypt and all sorts of shit. It will open them all. They download from Facebook already encrypted. It's nothing I did to them. Same thing with Google Takeouts. I don't know what all File Explorers work with one I use is ES. File Explorer Pro, it's no longer available in Play Store. You can download Baby K. Then I'm, I see the message from Corey to John warning them. You see the message from Corey? John messages Jessica a screenshot of the email from Corey. And Corey I is. see this because I'm in here. Corey is. Great question. He's the one I went to school with that messaged me out of nowhere in 2019 saying, Mom did it, her boyfriend helped. Okay. All right, so I want to. Um, I need to like really understand how, when you say I had access to Brittany's account, you had access. When did that take place? July, um, her birthday, nineteen. July of twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. She's already been missing mm-hmm. for about eight months now, nine months. You get you get access. What software do you use to take these pictures or to pull the files from Facebook? Facebook. But how do you... So you log in, click yeah. My Information, or Settings, and go down to Download Information. Download, and what does it download? Everything? Mm-hmm. Let's do a test run real quick on my laptop, because I'm... It takes days. Well, I just want to see how to do it. Okay. Well, here. Well, let's just do it on mine. Let me grab my... Okay, laptop. but my proof here is the fact that she was in Brittany's Facebook in January 19 and she was passing out Brittany's passwords and accounts six months before I ever got in. Ashley and I stand side by side at my laptop. She walks me through how to export every bit of Facebook activity on an account. I listen closely and as I'm listening questions start popping into my head. Why would anyone need to know how to do this? Why does she do this? How many times has she done this? So this is what you did with 
Brittany's account. Mm -hmm. And you kept everything enabled to download. Okay. That gets saved to the computer now. Correct. As files. Mm -hmm. A zip file. As a zip file. When you open that, I can take this individual... Does does it itemize conversations with people? Yeah. It has messages, archive, inbox, filter. Okay. But then what you gave to PI, Matt, Mm -hmm. you gave that to Matt. He didn't go in and do it. You provided that to Matt. Right. Okay. And when you provided it to Matt, did it have your conversation and Eric's conversations? No. No. They're all gone. So they were all gone before you downloaded Correct. But you had access to it. So how did it get how did it get deleted? Is this your conversations with Brittany still available? One in there. Yeah, on my end it is. It's still there for you. Yes, because I didn't delete it. What about Eric's? You'd have to ask him. Okay, so are you willing? I'm gonna say no though because it's very volatile. I got in his Facebook in January of 19. He took a bath. Are but... you willing to to do that thing, but just download your conversations with Brittany? Yeah, it's already done. Okay, so I just I just want to see those ones. We, we don't have to do it right now, but send that to me because I want to see those. Send me a note. Okay, so you and... I feel like I already did send it to you, though. Huh? I feel like I did send that one to you, me and Britt. Send me a lot of stuff. Look through your emails. I'm pretty sure I sent you me and Britt recently. Uh-huh. The most damning piece thing that I found is a voicemail from Voice about the very moment that Brittany disappeared. You had said earlier that you gave her access to her Gmail accounts, right? It was not Facebook, but the voicemails are actually... I didn't have... She was in her Facebook. I understand, but the, the voice memos that we have here, those are voice memos from Facebook. No, they're not. They're voicemails from her Sprint phone. First off, you destroyed yourself. You are a oh, toxic waste those are not voicemail. I thought you were talking about voicemails. Those are her messages with Britt. You got that bill. You got you had your hands on the voice memos between her and Brett of Jessica and Brett. That was one of the first things I found. Okay. But how did you get access to her Facebook but when it was just her Gmail? Because I can access her accounts. I fixed her fucking phone, which was logged into everything. Okay, but that's where that's what we talked about before. You accessed the Facebook without her saying get into the Facebook. She asked you. To she already told me to be in her Facebook. What we're specifically talking about right now is the ones that you showed me the. Secondly, this is the Facebook that she told me to get into and read the messages. Okay. When she gave you the phone, said repair it, and then fix me, give me my accounts. I asked, is that a Facebook? And you said, no, Gmail accounts. There was two of them. Mm-hmm. Right. So those two Gmail accounts, you there's on your phone shows her saying, give me into those. Mm-hmm. Right. And you do. And you mm-hmm. provide her with the, the digit numbers and everything, how to gain access, and she does it. When did she say, get into my Facebook account? Before that. Okay. When she was at my house and she wrote down her Facebook password for me and a list of certain conversations to pay special attention to, but told me to read through all of them because I don't delete anything and I may have missed something. She clearly forgot what the fuck was in there. Ashley tells me the first time she accesses Brittany's Facebook account was in July of 2019, eight months after Brittany disappeared. Ashley also claims that Jessica had access to Brittany's account previous to her and insinuates that Jessica had deleted information from Brittany's account. Ashley agrees to forward me the file containing all activity on Brittany's account. I'll let you know where this piece of the puzzle fits once I get the information from Ashley. 
Before I took off to Michigan, I did a little research into Sheldon and where I might be able to find him while I was there. I sent Sheldon a message before I took off from Michigan. Hey Sheldon, hope all is well. We don't know each other, and I wish we were meeting under better circumstances. But I'm a true crime podcaster, creator, and the host of the Heights. No answer from Sheldon. I took a chance while I was in Michigan, and even though I didn't have Sheldon's full address, I drove through his apartment complex, hoping I might get lucky and run into him. No such luck. I got one more place to try. A family member of Sheldon's. As I've told you guys before, Sturgis isn't a big place, so it's a short drive to the next place, maybe five minutes. But I feel like minutes crawl by. I'm eager to get a visual on Sheldon, to see if he matches the description of the man that was at Grandma's house. I've heard so much about him matching the description of the mystery man. I want to see it for myself, but I end up leaving disappointed, and I'm starting to get frustrated. It seems like an uphill battle trying to get a response from Sheldon. I think it's time to head back to Washington. I have a lot of unpacking to do, and I'm not talking about luggage. Let's start unpacking the night of Brittany's disappearance. We'll begin with the facts that we know so far. I think it's best we start with Sheldon, and here's why. When Brittany makes contact with 911 from John's house, she mentions that her boyfriend wrecked the car and took off. We know her boyfriend at the time was Sheldon. We know this because they declared their relationship on Facebook on November 23rd. We also know that the car Brittany was driving belonged to Sheldon. Here's what we know about Sheldon in November of 2018. Sheldon's friend, who goes by the name of Thor Godson, had moved in with Sheldon and is at Sheldon's the night Brittany disappears. Also present later on the night is a neighbor friend of Sheldon's. We don't yet have the name of this neighbor. Since we haven't heard back from Sheldon, the next person in line is Thor. I send Thor a message. I receive a response pretty quickly. He seems cooperative and within a day, I have him on the phone. I can tell you where she most likely is. Where is um, based off of what I've accumulated so far and it's probably down south alive but not good really that's the latest uh, info that I'm getting and in, in what makes you think she's down south I get um, information from people that actually like confess it or <clears throat> like they know because they know who knows I, I know it's like it's not hearsay but it's like a deduction from an accumulative amount of facts and um, eyewitnesses and, and my judgment based on if they are telling the truth and things like that. Yeah. There's two there's two uh, lakes in Michigan. That's an also possibility. I guess there's but they got the same name. Two lakes with the same name. I think it's I don't know if it was Clear Lake. I'll have to <laughs> re um, search that one, but. So she could be in those two lakes, or a part of her would be. And then if she's alive, she'd be down south. Not like in witness protection, but they they were saying not good. They were saying not good? Right, not good. Like, not she's not comfortable. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> How they addict the, the chicks to drugs, and they get them to 
<laughs> like the whole scenario, like the game that they yeah. used to use them. And, and none of it happens in, in front of me ever because they know what I'm about. I'm against that. I protect. And I would never, ever allow that to be witnessed by me and just to go on with my life. I would never let that happen. Yeah. It never happens in front of me. But What I wanted to do was just ask you some questions about the the day before she went missing and then the day of. Okay. Uh, Specifically about the Facebook messages between the two of you, I've read them. I'm trying to find them on my. Well, if it's just this uh, day and day before, I mean, it's not a big deal because it just involves her and Sheldon and right, you know, right. the police that showed up and all that. Yeah. And so, so yeah. I mean, okay, you're good with that. Yeah. You go by Thor Godson. That's not your real name, but that's what you uh, go by on Facebook, right? Okay, because I've seen your posts on Brittany's Facebook uh, missing pages. Like um, mm-hmm. your post, I know you're you're in your you're in the faith and uh, a man of faith myself. Like I, I I can respect that. And so, but how did you and Brittany meet? Like, how did you guys get to know each other? Uh, we met there at Sheldon's. Um, that was his girlfriend at the time. He told me a little bit about her, like that she used to struggle with drugs, but. She's saying she's sober, and he was already sober, working, and he had his little girl. And <clears throat> I met him at the trailer factory. He wore a baptized shirt at the same church that I went to, and he was cussing like a sailor. And I was like, uh, that's not what a man of God <laughs> sounds like, is it? You know, like, I just, like, reverse encourage, and uh, he, he straightened right up, and we... I don't know, just developed a friendship as we worked side by side. And uh, that's how we got to know each other, me and Sheldon. He was working there. You were working there. You guys struck up a conversation. And then eventually you had asked him if you could move into his place. Oh, well, no. Eventually I relapsed on drugs and I was having a issue with living arrangements. So... He said that I could, you know, crash on the couch for a couple of weeks. And I was like, well, thanks, man. That's awesome. Because I was, you know, ashamed and because I was on drugs and he knew me as a sober, energetic, you know, encouraging person. And now I'm all like, way away. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, he let me crash on the couch a couple of weeks. And that's where I met her. Um, when you moved in or when you were crashing mm-hmm. on the couch, how long had you been staying there? Until she moved in, or was she already um, there? I think she. Uh, I'm thinking that she was already there with him, but but it was really brief. Like it wasn't like maybe like that week or something like that. I think you you moved in. Your living arrangement wasn't the best, so you were kind of like, hey, and he offered you take the couch, and he's mm-hmm. he's working. He's got a good daughter. She's mm-hmm. living there. What was your friendship like with her? Do you did you interact with her often? Did you interact with her much? Uh, Brittany or the daughter? Brittany. Yeah, I mean, not no, not in, often. Like we did do like Bible study, maybe two, three times. Me, her, and him. But they got kind of like uh, they thought like I was picking out Bible stories that were all about them, and they got you know like you're judging me. I'm like, dude, I'm picking this out for myself. It's just like a double-edged sword is cutting us both. 
But so we stopped our Bible studies because of that. <clears throat> but that was about it. Did they um, feel? I took her to McDonald's once. I think. Um, yeah, we didn't hang out. We just cordial, high, and like not not deep conversations or nothing like that. Because I always like to be respectful, and you know, I don't want to be flirtatious or anything. With my friend's girlfriend, so. That's about the relationship we had was on the surface, you know. It's interesting that you said that they were doing having Bible studies with you. So, <clears throat> did she seem open to it? Because I've been wondering yeah, at the time first. of her disappearance. At first, but then she got offended, and so did he actually. Because you know they were fighting a little bit, not fighting like physically or even yelling, but argumentative at times. I think it was regarding drugs or like. Because she was saying she was clean, he was clean, and, you know, I think there was, like, some... Later on, he found out that she was using because she found her pipe or something like that. And... There was actually a conversation between the two of you that was on the 29th, and it was in the morning. And she was talking about if you were going to be around for the day to watch Sheldon's daughter because she needed to use his car to go to a job interview. Okay. That? Sounds probably do remember that. Um, she was asking for a favor, basically, from you, and you were like, "Well, I can be here all day if I need to." But she had, she was desperately trying to get this job, and she had to get um, to the interview. And Sheldon was letting her use his car. I think she was needing you to babysit Sheldon's daughter and watch her until she got back. No, I'm not. I'm not sure if she was trying to, you know do something else or actually go to the interview but she was doing something else because she was on drugs and I guess not that that's you know obviously not making her a bad person like that but it's, they were fighting and <clears throat> she was cheating I guess or I don't know if she was with another guy or that was a fake police report you know like yeah. the mutton shots guy so up until that point though you and you and Britt like you had, you'd already kind of mentioned, like with it being your friend, his house that you're staying in, you're not the kind what? of guy. Like you never had any kind of intimate relationship with Brett. Never. Did you have a girlfriend at the time? Uh, well, I've had the same on and off girlfriend for the entire five and a half years I've been out of prison, and uh, at the time, yes, yeah, I had a girlfriend. I mean, same one. Right? Are you guys still dating? Yeah, and we, we date, we break up, we date, we break up for five and a half years now because I'm I'm just a one woman guy and she's a non drug user and I need to get my shit <laughs> shit together, basically. Yeah. Um was she okay, so on, on the thirtieth, the day that actually Britt goes missing, was she yeah. at the house with you? Your girlfriend? Uh my girlfriend? Yeah. Uh no, I don't believe the day um, that Brittany went missing. I don't think my girlfriend was around, but uh, I was at Sheldon's the whole day, and uh, Sheldon was, he would leave periodically, go look for her with his friend, the neighbor, um, uh, I forget his name. It's like one of his best friends. Uh. Thor just provided a piece of information we didn't know. Let's see where we can fit this piece of information into the puzzle. Thor says he was at Sheldon's all day, and that Sheldon would leave periodically with a neighbor who also happens to be one of his best friends. 
Thor didn't provide a name, so I asked Sarah to find this person. Someone else will need to speak to. But I'm caught off guard when Thor mentioned Sheldon leaving periodically throughout the day. This directly conflicts with the Facebook comment posted by a family member of Sheldon's. The comment says that Sheldon was home all day. They would go because he thought she, she was running around in certain neighborhoods with certain drug users and he said she's done it before, went disappearing like that. So, he, you know, he was looking for her. He was mad. She had the car going, you know, bad places, I guess. And so he's cruising around the neighborhoods looking for her. And they check back in occasionally and like update. And I think I was sitting, I think I had for part of that time. And I know I was there when the cops showed up, um, you know, tugging on his arm or something. And I had to take her to the couch while the cops told him that they found the car. And two people were seen fleeing the scene, one guy. And so I'm just sitting there with Lily while the cop tells Sheldon this. <clears throat> and uh, I, I didn't know what to think of everything. I didn't know there was going to be so many conspiracies or uh, plots and, you know, confusion. I was just taking everything at face value at the time. And Sheldon thought that she was just, you know, off on a bender. He didn't think, like, she was, like, gone, gone. He thought, she, she's done this before. She went, you know, ghost, and she resurfaced. She just does that. You know, she goes and gets high for a while at a house or something like that. Um, but he wasn't happy about it, but he's saying that, you know, it wasn't un... It, it was normal for her or whatever, I guess. Yeah. So let's go back to the day of the incident, uh, of the 30th. Let's let's go let's reverse all the way back into what you remember that morning, that day. Mm. Obviously, Brittany is at Sheldon's on the 30th in the morning. Oh. Yeah, they're fighting. She's going to use the car to go to her grandma's. She said she's packing them. Going back and forth to Grandma's. So the day of, they're fighting in the morning? Yeah, like, when I say fighting, I don't hear them, like, bickering and stuff, okay? Like, I just see facial expressions, uh, you know, and then him, him telling me what's going on later, like, using a few words. So it's not like they're yelling. Right, it's, you can tell that they're, they're, they're not seeing eye to eye and whatever it is that they're not. Right, they're moving out, basically, and he's letting her use the car to get her stuff and he it confides to you later what it was that they were arguing about uh probably like very vaguely I don't know actually no cause he, he usually kept the details private okay cause and I didn't like pick but <laughs> I don't think it was like super serious I think it was some well it was serious it was Probably the drug issue and the, you know, that kind of stuff. He didn't want around Lily, and she was lying to him, apparently. So it's just something like that, I think. So at that point in time, they're arguing whatever it is that they're arguing about. What time of the day do you think that, that do, you, do you know that she takes off? Or does she say anything um, before she leaves? Or like probably right before noon, maybe. Or like early morning. You know, like in between 10... I don't want to give you a number. Like, later in the morning, maybe. Man, this really sucks. My memory is way better. Uh, I've done this interview or described this whole thing before somewhere. 
we should like we should go back to that and see what I said. It's probably fresher than. I said no one's ever been able to explain that to me is the timing of the day that she actually left. Um, so. I'm, this is the first time I'm hearing. I've always wondered what time of the day that she leave. So for guessing, if you're saying sometime in the, like later in the morning, ten thirty, eleven. Yeah, but I don't know if she came back and left again because you know she was moving stuff. Was I she? can't remember that day. She... What 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 was her motive or reasoning and why she was? What was she going to do with the stuff that she was moving? Was she moving back to her grandma's end? I I guess maybe she was beginning to move there, or she was just going to stay there for a short time to figure it out because they were just like new cool off time. I didn't get to like the details of that. Uh, I just knew that they were not getting along. He loaned her the vehicle and she was going to her grandma's for a night or two for good. And they shared one car, am I right? Uh, yeah, one car he had got from his aunt or his grandma or something like that. I don't think I had my vehicle yet. Uh, it was in the garage still getting work done. He's car- he's without a car. Oh, yeah, because I think he used his friend's car when they were looking for her. And this is on a Friday. Did you guys not work on Fridays? Friday? Yeah. Um, No, Friday. I don't know if we worked that Friday. Would it have been like uncommon for you guys to not work like on a regular five, eight-hour shift? Well, it's trailer factory something, and there's holidays. Sometimes that don't work Friday. She ends up leaving. You don't know. You don't recall if she came back again, but she ends up leaving with his car. That means he doesn't have a car. Do you remember if was with him that day? I think that went somewhere. Maybe the neighbors or uh, her aunt or something like. I don't know. Okay. But I know was there at the end of the day because I I had right. Right. Yeah, I just remember the babysitter, like by the BP gas station, is where it would go for like a couple hours or yeah. Like. Okay, so on Friday the thirtieth, she leaves mid morning sometime. Whether she returns or she doesn't, Sheldon's been without a car basically the whole day. Do you recall if Sheldon ever left with her? At um, all throughout actually, the that, that might have been. He might have went. And got dropped off. No, to work. If you worked that day, you'd had you would have had to get dropped off by her and her take the vehicle. But no, he told me that she had the vehicle, so maybe that was when he came back from work. Though, what time would he normally get off for work? Sometimes you get off at you know noon. It's a trailer factory, so you know get done as fast as possible. But I'd say between ten and two are the hours that you can get off. Were you guys always together at the house Friday, most of the day together? Or did you leave? Yeah. Uh, no, we, we, we were sparingly, uh, we didn't kick it like that. We just, uh, we weren't together that often. You know what I mean? Like, we didn't spend a lot of time on the couch together. Yeah, we, we wouldn't hang out for more than a few minutes at a time. Basically, if you guys were to hang out, it would be you watching TV together on the couch? Yeah, even then we probably didn't do that. <laughs> we uh, we talked for you know twenty minutes or something. Or Did he tell each other about plans or something and do our own thing? I guess. But mm-hmm. you don't remember if he did or did not leave with her throughout that day at all. I don't recall that day specifically at the moment, but I do know that I can vouch for him knowing that he 
was never violent, never ain't like I could bet my life on it that he had nothing to like like he wouldn't harm her like that ever. You know what I mean? You know him obviously more than I know him, and and you I mean watch their relationship. You would know if you ever saw him raise a hand. You'd know right. if you ever saw him. Never. And uh, he's a great dad to the little girl. And I mean, he's... and that's a part of this story too, Thor. That I want to get right. Like I don't want to portray Sheldon being this person of interest or suspect if he's not. But that's why, mm-hmm. like, I need to talk to you. I need to talk to him. Well, I, I think naturally when anybody goes missing, right, who do you look at first? You look at the persons that they're intimate with first, whether it's a boyfriend or husband or wife or whatever. Then you look at the closest people around, and then you work out. Well, Sheldon being described as my boyfriend drove the car, he wrecked, he fled on foot, it being his car, him having some sideburns that could easily be interpreted as mutton chops, and naturally people are going to look at him. And I would say fairly, like in a fair way. Let's clear the name, though, if it's not him. And I'm all for taking the attention off of individuals who it should not be on to focus on who we need to be looking at. Exactly. The night that Sheldon found out his car had been abandoned, um, I, I've looked at the 911 report and I've looked at the aunt telling the officer that they needed to contact Sheldon because Sheldon was purchasing the vehicle from them. When does Sheldon find out that his car has been abandoned? Or does he find um, out from them visiting him? Cops came at night and they knocked on the door. Or I think they called him first and said they were coming. But yeah, I think they called first because I remember hearing about it before they showed up. And then when they showed up, they told him, you know, the incident report, like the crime scene, there's two scene leaving, what happened at, and all that, all this stuff, you know. And you're sitting right there while this is all happening? Yeah, I'm sitting right there because I had, I took Lily to the couch because she was, you know, interrupting and pulling on her dad. What so, time did police come? Brandon, huh? What time did the police come? It was dark. I know that. It was like just getting dark, I think. Okay. Sheldon's kind of coming and going possibly throughout the day or, or are you 100% that he was coming and going with his best friend who took him to go try to find her in places that he may have been or that may that she she may have been at? You're 100%... Oh, fuck. Oh, my God, dude. A poor connection sometimes makes these interviews frustrating. This is one of those times. Even though Thor and I did continue our conversation, we've heard the most important parts. Let's go over a couple takeaways from Thor. Thor claims he spends the entire day at Sheldon's. He recalls Sheldon and his friend periodically leaving throughout the day to look for Brittany. And according to Thor, he believes Sheldon doesn't retrieve his vehicle from impound for a couple weeks. Thor acknowledges that Brittany and Sheldon weren't getting along the day she disappears, but he also says that he knows Sheldon would never do anything to harm Brittany. Even though Sheldon is at home when law enforcement arrives, Thor has a vague recollection of Sheldon hearing about the accident with his car before law enforcement is at his apartment. If this memory is accurate, How would Sheldon know about the accident before law enforcement arrives? A question we will definitely need an answer to. Now, let's check back with Sarah and see what she's found out about Sheldon's mystery friend. All right, so what do you got? So I think I've figured out the name of the neighbor slash friend who Thor talks about giving uh, Sheldon a ride. Yeah, the night that she goes missing. So there's some comments. In a Facebook group, Celeste, who is Sheldon's sister, comments and says, you know, a couple things about 
the car being her brother's and there's some back and forth conversation about that. And then Tiffany comments. And I think that Tiffany is the ride givers, either cousin or sister. So the guy that ends up giving Sheldon a ride. Yeah. This is his cousin or sister. I'm not sure which. Tiffany? Yes. Tiffany. Okay. They mention there's a lot of Eric's here. So they're talking about an Eric and I assumed that they were talking about Eric Shank, but Ashley jumps in and mentions that it's Eric Bowman. So she brings in the last name. Um, Oh, so Eric Bowman's the guy. Eric Bowman is the guy who gives Sheldon the ride. Right. Okay. um, The night that Brittany disappears. Perfect. Send me his profile. Will do. I just want to allow you the chance to be able to ask anything first before uh, we dive into it. Um, no, I really don't have many questions. I, re- I remember the night like it was yesterday. Okay, perfect. This is Eric Bauman. To make things easier, we're going to refer to him as Bauman. And Bauman is the neighbor and friend of Sheldon that drove him around the night Brittany disappeared. So you feel like, you, from your memory, you have a strong recollection of, 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 that, of that day. Yeah. Okay. I mean, the whole day, like, we, me and, um, I lived with my cousin at the time, Tiffany. which you spoke with her, and she's not very nice sometimes, so well, she was nice. I don't know, I don't know your, uh, how that went for you, but. <laughs> it was fine. She was good. But yeah, um, me and, me and my cousin had, uh, went over there earlier that day, and we hung out for a little while with both Brittany and Sheldon, and, uh. We um, left and went about our day. You said you and your cousin, Brittany, who I already spoke with, uh, or not Brittany, Tiffany, you and your cousin went over to Sheldon's house. And, or first, let me ask you this. Do you remember working on Friday? Um, that day, yes. I was working at SMP at what, that time. Did Sheldon work there too, or was it just you? That was just me. Sheldon worked, Sheldon's always in the trailer factory I've never been able to, I can't move that freaking fast. I'm fat. Okay. So <laughs> I've never been a trailer guy. He works in the trailer factory. So, okay. So um, I'm sure that's where he was working at that point too. I believe what one time, of the trailer factories that, what time did you get off? Um, SMP, I worked eight to four and you're a hundred percent. You work that day. Um, well, I mean, I can't be a hundred percent sure because like I said, I was at Sheldon's house earlier that day. So it had to have been, I was there before work. So I may have taken that day off. I know I was working at SMP around that time. So I don't know if I had just lost my job or if I was still working there, but I know I was at Sheldon's house earlier that morning. What time did we say? uh, It would have been before noon. I mean, I'm not like, 100% 100% on what time I was there the first time. And you went with Tiff, right? Yeah, we were both there. And when you go there, it's sometime in the morning, you would say before noon to be safe, right? Yeah. Okay, but you usually work between 8 and 4, so we're thinking maybe you didn't work on this day. Yeah, I probably didn't work Friday. Okay. Is that normal? 
Uh, I mean, I it's not really normal for me to miss work, but I mean that work. What was that last part? I said it's not really like too normal for me to miss work, but um, that day I guess I missed work. And so you, Tiff, are over at Sheldon's mid-morning. Who else is there at Sheldon's? Oh, uh, it would have been Sheldon, Brittany, and his daughter. And it's just and it's just the four of you guys. Well, the four adults oh, and then then his the, daughter. The, yeah. The daughter. Did you guys go over just to hang and chill type of thing? Yeah, I mean, I I used to be really close with Sheldon. Me and him don't talk much anymore because I moved out of town and whatnot. But, I mean, we were really close. I hung out with him almost every day. And when you get there, you guys are hanging out. What's the environment like? What's the what's I the mean, atmosphere? Sheldon was always in a great mood when she was around. So, like... It was never like a dull moment. We'd just go over, have coffee, sit there and chit-chat and laugh. And I've known Brittany for years. I've known Sheldon for years. So we just went over and hung out for a little while. I'm not sure what we were doing, why we were out about on that side of town, because we had just moved. Me and So me and Sheldon lived in the same building. We lived in the same apartment building, which is where she would have been. That's where we went and hung out. We had just moved out of the back apartment. And got a new apartment across town, me and my cousin. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so we would have just been over there hanging out. And I'm I'm not quite sure what the hell we were doing, but we were just... Goofing off? Yeah, pretty much. When you left, between the time that you arrived and, and when you left, anything stick out to you between the interactions between Sheldon and Brittany? No. Um, like I said, Sheldon was always happier with her around. He was with my cousin Nicole, which is Tiffany's sister. And he was never very happy with her. What time did you end up leaving Sheldon's? Oh, I don't know. Probably between like noon and one o'clock, I would say, probably. And which they was... had told me when I was there earlier that day that she was leaving to go to her grandma's to do laundry. So she was his friend. He had a friend come over. Um, I can't remember that guy's name. Real Um, real quick. So when you said that you had heard that she was going over to her grandma's, who did you like, how did you hear that? Who did you hear that from? Um, both of them, both Sheldon and Brittany had told me when I was there earlier that morning that they, she had to do laundry and they were going to go to the laundromat, but didn't have the funds to do that. So she was just like, well, I can just take it all to my grandma's. And she she had always went out to her grandma's to do laundry. And that was her spot to go get clean. And and I just want to make sure I'm clear with this. You were present when all this was conversations are going about. And in, in, in you guys are just hanging out when all this is going on, right? Yeah. When you left between noon and 1 p.m., was Brittany still present? Yes, Brittany was still there. She left shortly after I, after we left. Do you know how long after you left? I'm not sure. I know Sheldon called me around like 5 o'clock. And he's like, hey, man, if I need a ride, will you come give me a ride? Because uh, Brittany's been gone for a couple hours. She said she'd only be gone like an hour, hour and a half. I was like, yeah, sure. You know, just hit me up and let me know what time and when, where, whatever. 
And so that would have been like around 5 o'clock, and she had already been gone a couple hours at that point. And that's when he had messaged you and called you? Yeah, he called me, yeah. He called me and was like, hey, man, she's been gone a couple hours. You mind give me a ride later if I need it? Okay, and that's around 5? Yeah, around 5 p.m., really. And is he distressed? Is he upset? Is he pissed off? Is he just kind of matter of fact? He wasn't, he didn't seem like too worried about it. He's just, because he didn't say like, hey, can you come give me a ride right now? He actually called me a few hours later and she'd been gone like five hours at that point. I was like, hey, you know, she's still gone. Come give me a ride. I had a 2005 Chevy Equinox that had a bad head gasket that we drove around. So we were like, stopping and waiting for it to cool down and we drove all over Sturgis because Brittany had a drug habit and so we drove to all her normal little drug spots and didn't find the car so we drove out to her grandma's house and then all this time that we're driving around we're having to stop because my truck's overheating and it was crazy so what time did you pick up Sheldon if he called you at five well he called me at five it was the first time he called me, and she'd only been gone a couple hours at that point. When he called me the second time, she'd been gone like five, six hours at that point. So it had been two, three hours later, so like seven, eight o'clock probably. Because I remember him telling me the first time he called that she had only been gone a couple hours. Because she was supposed to be gone an hour, hour and a half. So a couple hours, I don't know whether it was like two or three hours, whatever it was, but... He said that she'd been gone a couple hours and that if he needed a ride, would I give him a ride? And I don't mind giving him a ride, so. And we drove around in the dark all night. And it's crazy because if we would have just made a couple different turns, where her grandma, there's a road to go to her grandma's, you have to take a right. Right. But the car was found. Left. Yeah, to the left. So we never went that way because there was no point in us going that way. That's completely out of our way. There's no point. So we, after we drove out to her grandma's and everything, we came back to Sturgis and I dropped him off and I was on my way back to our apartment when the cops called his phone and he had left it in my truck. So I answered, they're like, Hey, is Sheldon there? Blah, blah, blah. I was like, well, no, I just dropped him off. Um, I can take him his phone. And then by the time I made it back to his apartment, the cops were already there. Now that we've heard a little from Bauman, Let's go over the key points so far, and if you're closely following along, now's the time to start writing these things down. Bauman leaves Sheldon's house around 12 to 1 p.m. Brittany is still there at this time. We can estimate that Brittany leaves Sheldon's between 3 and 3.30. We come to this conclusion because Bauman estimates Sheldon reaching out to him around 5 p.m. In this conversation with Sheldon, he tells Bauman that Brittany has been gone a couple of hours and was only supposed to be gone an hour to an hour and a half, putting us at 3 to 3.30. Bauman estimates that he hears from Sheldon a second time between 7 and 8 p.m. This is when Sheldon requests Bauman to come pick him up so they can go looking for Brittany. When Bauman is on his way home, he notices Sheldon's phone ringing inside his truck. Bauman answers and tells law enforcement he'll head back to Sheldon's to return the phone. Now, surprisingly, when Bauman arrives, law enforcement is already at Sheldon's. Now, I'd say it's reasonable to expect Sheldon's aunt to share his contact information with them, though I'm still surprised that law enforcement arrives to Sheldon's before Bowman makes it back with his phone. How did law enforcement know where to find Sheldon? My last note, 
I think it's fair to assume that between 7 and 8 p.m., Brittany is where she's supposed to be, at Grandma's house. We were driving around. It was foggy. We couldn't see shit. We were stopping, like, every 15 minutes because my truck was overheating. Did he mention anything about calling her or answering her phone or...? He told me he hadn't been able to get a hold of her since she left. So you you leave your house. It's now dark. You go to pick him up. How long does it take to get from where you guys live to where Sheldon lives? Like 10 minutes tops. So you get to Sheldon's. He jumps in the car. Where do you guys go first? We drove all over Sturgis first because she has multiple drug spots that she liked to hang out at. So we went searching for his car there first like we never so like stopped and like knocked on any doors because i'm not trying to deal with that lifestyle and then people so we just looked for the car so you you guys are driving by trying to see if her car is at these locations that are that are kind of i guess known for drug houses yes and does he mention anything else to you during this drive about her the locations, them having problems, or what she said? Um, no, I mean, like I said, he was always a happier person with her around. So we just drove around and looked at, you know, just drove to spots where she could be, and we were just chit-chatting along the way. It probably took us, like, an hour, maybe a little bit longer to, like, drive everywhere because, like I said, we were stopping and having to let my truck cool down and, so you're guessing that it probably took you guys an hour between leaving his house, driving around Sturgis, which is not big, but you have your your mechanical issue, you said, and then to pass her grandma's house and then head back to, to, to Sheldon. Do you think it was about an hour? I mean, it could have even been longer, but yeah, I would guess probably an hour or so, maybe two, but because her grandma's is, well, like 15, 20 minutes from town, so... When you guys drove by her grandma's house, I mean, that's where she said she was at. Was that not the first place that you guys went? Did he, I mean, did he? I mean, no, that is not the first place we went because, like I said, she had a drug habit. Right. And, you know, once somebody's, and he's been in the game too, you know, he's yeah. a recovering addict. He knows, you know, he's not dumb by any means. So he figured, you know, five, five hour mark, she ain't fucking doing laundry no more. She's off getting high somewhere. Either they're hiding something but we or something did happened. drive out to her grandma's, and the car wasn't there. Obviously, did you see anybody else out front? No, there was the lights were all off. There was nobody there. There mm-hmm. was we didn't even stop because Sheldon and me both know her grandmother. Like I said, we've known Brittany a better half of my life. So when when you got the call from or Sheldon's phone got the call from the police department about his car being abandoned. You had already dropped him off. Do you just even have an, like, a, a ballpark guess of what time you dropped him off? I I don't know. I have no clue. Like, I mean, it, it shouldn't be too hard to figure out because, like I said, they called, they called his phone as I'm heading back. Now, I told you that it only takes, on on the worst day, 10 minutes to get from his house to my house. Yeah. So they called his phone and showed up to his house within 10 minutes because I was on my way on the way back to my house when I got the phone call from the cops. And you don't remember so what time the phone call I the told cops. them, like, I will take his phone back, and then by the time I got back, the cops were already there. 
do you remember what time the cops called you his phone? No, I I don't know. Okay. So you you dropped him off, you're heading back to your residence, you see a phone ring or hear it ring or, or lights up and then you answer it. They ask for Sheldon. Is it Sheldon? Yeah. Sheldon type of thing? They're like Sheldon Ashbrook and I'm like, Nope. <laughs> this town is not very big, so like and I've everything a million times. Like which route I took to get to Sheldon's or which route I took to get back or anything, because I take a different way every time. And it's not like Sturgis is not very big, so you arrive back to Sheldon's and law enforcement's already on site. Yeah. Okay. Are they inside? Are they and I didn't stay there very long. Like as I got there, they were leaving. I'd already questioned him. Oh, really? And everything. Yeah. How is that possible? Because I don't know. Because as I pulled up, I can I remember pulling up and they were like leaving, and I got out and was like, "What the hell's going on?" And that's when he filled me in on what was going on. So you're 100%. You showed up after they just called you, and let's say it takes you between you leaving Sheldon's, phone ringing, turning around. Let's say it took you seven minutes to get back. They're already at his house, and by the time you arrive, they're now they're exiting. Leaving. Yes. What did Sheldon say they said? Um, I mean, I don't really, I don't really recall. I mean, he explained everything to me that was going on, how they found the car that was stuck in the mud. You know, that nobody was around, that they were looking for Brittany, which at that point, I don't know if he had told them that Brittany was driving. Obviously, he would have had to have, but he told me that they were looking for Brittany. So the only way they would have even known Brittany was driving the car would be Sheldon would have had to have told them, like, I didn't have the car. She did. Let's just go back to that night real quick. So when you returned to Sheldon's, those that were present were the law enforcement Sheldon, you had just arrived. Anybody else? Um, his friend. Okay. And his daughter was there. Now I can't remember the friend's name. I think you're thinking of Thor. Yeah, that would be him. Yeah. So Thor, when did Thor arrive? I'm not sure. I believe he was there when I picked up Sheldon. So it would have had to have been between whenever Brittany left and whenever I picked up Sheldon to go look for her. But Thor did not arrive until after you and Tiffany left. Yeah, he wasn't there okay. when we were first there. Okay. And as far as you know, because you, you guys were close, right? You, Sheldon, like, you guys hung out every day. So yeah, how often did Thor come over? He was there a lot. He was going through some stuff with his... I don't know if it was his girlfriend or ex-girlfriend at the time and his kids, and but he was there a lot. I'm assuming he yeah, he was there watching Sheldon's daughter when you guys went to go. Yes, he, yep, he stayed and watched Sheldon's daughter while we left. And he was there when you arrived? Yes, when we got, yep. He was there when, when I dropped Sheldon off, and he was there when I got back with Sheldon's phone. Did you physically see him when you went to go pick up Sheldon? Yes. You saw him. Yeah, because I went in I went in when I picked Sheldon up. I didn't go in when I dropped off when I dropped Sheldon off. And then I went in again when I dropped Sheldon's phone back off. Gotcha. But um, he was out on the porch when I dropped Sheldon off. And then when you arrived back to the locate or back to Sheldon's to return the phone this time, cop cars are there but 
Sheldon's car is not there. No, no, it had. It was. I believe it might have even been still sitting out there waiting on a tow truck, because he had asked the cops if he could get it, and they were like, "You're gonna have to wait till morning. It's gonna be towed to Chuck's." I believe he might have picked it up either the next day or maybe a couple days after he had to get the money around. Sheldon, when you enter in and police are leaving, did they question, ask who you were, ask like, oh, this is the guy you talked to? No, they didn't. They didn't ask me nothing. I had um, a St. Joseph County officer come speak with me and Tiffany for a couple hours within like the first month that she was gone, I would say probably. I'm not quite sure. It could have been like sooner. It could have been in the first week. I'm not sure. But Anything at this point in time, police have now left Sheldon's. Are you guys like, okay, maybe this is actually serious if police are involved. Yeah, like, because, okay, so it had to have happened relatively quickly because the police had already known that the car was stuck out there. So if the police have already been out there and found the car and stuff, if she was still on that road, because, you know, they said that she went to like four or five different houses, a couple people weren't home. But if she was walking down that road, how didn't the cops see her? How didn't the cops see anything? How didn't they? You know, because they had to have went down that road to go find the car. But I mean, like, so so going back to like police have just left Sheldon's. I mean, what's 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 said? Like, or is there any like they're just looking for her? But do we need to file a missing person report? Do we just are we talking this up to still? They didn't ask. The they didn't ask none of that, to my knowledge. At that point, they figured that she was running from a felony warrant, so there was no need to put out a missing person because she wasn't missing; she was hiding. Is how the police took because that's what the St. Joseph County officer told me and Tiffany. That they had just, I believe, was that he came to our house and they had either just got wind that she could be missing or that they had just filed a missing persons report because they had just figured, because her mom had press charges on her for stealing a TV or some crap, I don't know. So she had a felony warrant out for arrest. So they just figured that she was hiding and not missing. But in the midst of all this, her grandmother says she had another guy with her. And her grandmother didn't know him. Now, if it would have been anybody else, like me or Sheldon or something, she knows us. Does she? Yeah, she knows us. So she would have been able to pinpoint us right away. But she said she had never met this guy before in her life, which is weird because Brittany normally don't just take random people out there. I would think not. She only took people out there that were, like, serious in her life. It doesn't make no sense. And the description of the guy, they said some somebody short with mutton chops, and I haven't I haven't seen nobody with mutton chops around here in ages. So it just don't make no sense. The description don't make no sense. Did you? How long did you hang around at Sheldon's before you went back to your place? Your place? Uh, not very long. Probably twenty minutes of that. I'm I can't be like one hundred percent sure if I was there the next day. Mm-hmm. But I know her mom was calling him, giving him hell, and she wanted all her daughter's belongings and blah, blah, blah. So, Do you know how long it took for him to get his car back? Um, It would have been within that first week as well. Okay. It only took him a couple days. Like I said, he could have had it the next day, but I think it took him a couple days to get the money around to get it out. 
Because it costed him like 800 and some dollars to get it out. Oh, man. Yeah. But when he got his vehicle back, did you ever, like, ask anything inside stick out to you? Did anything, you know? I mean, I believe her mom picked up everything, all her belongings out of the car, too. He said that she usually had, like, a stack of SIM cards that she was always swapping in and out of phones that normally sat in the cup holder that weren't there. But her purse, her shoes, all the clothes, everything was in the car, other than those SIM cards. Do you know, you probably know Eric. Yeah, that's another one of her baby daddies. Um... Did he ever come around Sheldon's and hang around that you were in your present? No, Sheldon did not like Eric. Why didn't? Why doesn't Eric or why doesn't Sheldon like Eric? Obviously, obvious reasons. Her ex lover, but why? I'm not entirely sure. But Eric Shank never came out. Never came and hung out when I was around. I was there, like I said, almost every day, if not every other day. He was never there. You, you don't talk to Eric. No, but in- I've actually never spoke to him. Nobody's ever, like, me and my brother have sat down and talked about it multiple times, and we've never understood why he wouldn't be a person of interest. The cops have never talked to him, you know, nobody's ever reached out to him. And you would think with them going through the court battle they was going through at that moment and losing their kids, that the father to the kids would be, like, suspect at least. <laughs> yeah. You know, like. Ex-lover, jealous, she was with Sheldon, not with him. Who knows, right? But there's there's motive. Now, did he do it? Not necessarily. I mean, let's go back to if Sheldon was inside Grandma's house, they would probably recognize who Sheldon was. Same thing oh, yeah. with Eric. If Eric was inside Grandma's house, they'd probably recognize this is also the guy that she married at one point, or was still married yeah. to, had a kid with, and dated before. So... I mean, it makes it hard to, like, think, okay, well, then did they just not see him well enough? Did they not, you know, who knows? Obviously, because I was the one with Sheldon that night, I've had so many comments that me and Sheldon were the ones that were involved in this and that, and I just want closure for my my nephew, you know? Her kids deserve closure more than anybody else. And you've had that question asked, and or not that question, you've had that accusation thrown out there or that comment thrown out there on social media about you and Sheldon being responsible. What, I mean, so what is your response to them or what is your response to that accusation? I don't even respond to it. I don't because there's no point in it. They, they have their opinion and they have their opinion for a reason and whatever I say is not going to matter. You know, I've told the story a thousand times. My story's never changed, but still people want to make accusations that me and Sheldon are the ones that were involved in whatever happened. Even from my perspective, because of course, if Sheldon is with you and he's the person of interest and he has the motive, right? And when I say that, I'm not saying that he has the right or anything like, i'm just saying like from a perspective of when people go missing oh no murdered, I, I understand like he there's clear motive there right so if he has the motive she had his car with another man and he finds her i in mean her presence, there's plenty of motive but but in, 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 and i and please take no offense to this but i'm just going to ask it very directly but you had no involvement with britney's disappearance or that night no involvement at all 
the last time you saw her was leaving Sheldon's house? Yep. I saw her that morning and then never saw her again. And I think one thing that just came to my mind as I'm thinking about this is is when I asked you the question that you didn't have any involvement in this and you said, no, of course not. But Sheldon being your friend, I, I that didn't really kind of stick out to me until you said it. And because and, I think naturally some devil's advocate is going to be like, well, of course he's going to say no or of course he's going to stick up for his cover for his friend. But I don't think that that's something that we've actually people should probably consider is that. You have family actually at like involved, and that is your nephew, yeah. and that is your brother's son. So for you to be covering or doing this to Brittany, regardless of her open decisions or that she was dating your friend at the time, like no one deserves death because of those choices. Exactly. And no you, one. I, in my opinion, no one deserves death for anything unless touch a child then you're you're touching a child or you kill somebody else you know those are all charges that like deserve death come on now cheating on somebody doing drugs behind somebody's back or you know little things because i mean you move on in life i've been in plenty of relationships i've been cheated on and none of my exes are dead right you know so the main things that stick out from that night after the cops left is him telling me that the he had to wait to get his car because it was, at that point, he told me it was crashed, that they had crashed it. So we didn't even know how bad it was and that they were looking for Brittany. How the hell did they get there so quickly? They would have had to have been there when whatever officer called me or called Sheldon's phone number. Whenever he called me, the officers that were questioning Sheldon had to have already been there or they didn't do their job right because they would have only been there five to seven minutes. You know? Right, 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 right. So, okay, so that's why I, I want to talk to Sheldon. It's just to understand what, what happened. They arrived, they knocked, okay, they came in, they asked, how did they come inside? Did they stand at the door? Did they... It would explain a lot, you know what I mean? Like, it would fill in the yeah. gaps, and it would probably make more sense. Well, that interview went better than expected. I'm beginning to see the pieces of the puzzle coming together. Bauman was forthcoming and helpful, One question I came away with is according to Bauman, he and Sheldon drove around to places Sheldon knew Brittany would buy her drugs from. Who were these people? Was one of them Ashley? Now that we've heard from Thor and Bauman, I have my sights set on Sheldon. I'm working late one night. I get a Facebook notification. It's a voice message from Sarah. So I was doing some research on Facebook. And guess who has a new profile? Sheldon. I'm going to send you the link to it right now. As soon as I hear this, I send Sheldon one last plea. Fingers crossed. I hit the send button. Seconds turn into minutes. Minutes turn into hours. And those hours are dragging by. I keep checking his message to see if it's been read. But it hasn't. I'm losing hope. I don't think this guy is going to respond. I'll keep you guys posted if and when I hear from Sheldon. But next, where I want to take us. Remember... Two days later, it's Sheldon. Sup, bud? What do you need? My heart's racing. I respond as soon as the message hits my screen. Hey, what's up? Mind if I give you a call? I don't even give him time to answer, and I hit the call button. Sheldon declines the call. 
Sheldon begins typing. His bubbles appear. I stare at the screen, waiting. Sheldon says, Yeah, go ahead and call, but don't really want a video chat. I feel a little bit like I'm being rejected, but I hit the call button again, and this time it rings. Hi, there you go. Hello? Hey, there you are. I've been looking you up for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a busy guy. Yeah? Yeah. I uh, appreciate, like I said, you jumping on the line, and I know that this is probably something that it's it's definitely not something um, you always, you're excited to always talk about or when someone wants to talk to you about it. So I just want to start off by saying thanks, man, and I appreciate it. I don't know if you know what I do or what I'm doing or if someone, if it's kind of been shared with you. I had, did anybody let you know what I, who I am or why I'm doing this? Uh, no, um... No, are you a PI or I, company or what? I'm a podcaster. Oh, okay. And I investigate cold cases, so missing person cases. Um, All right, I think I might have heard of you once. Okay, and so I, what I do and how I do it, Sheldon, is I just stick to the facts, man, and I, I kind of try to cut through all the drama as much as you can in in these kind of scenarios. And I know that there's a lot of drama in, in kind of. People have been slugging dirt at people and ruining reputations and uh, putting information out there that's not true. And I've been investigating this now for probably a good almost half a year now. And I was actually out in your guys' area. Um, I drove by your apartments, actually. Sheldon seems receptive. He seems open. I'm a bit surprised because I had felt like he was avoiding me. But this, this doesn't feel like he was avoiding me after all. Let's start with this. You, obviously, Sheldon, were dating Brittany during the time that she went missing. But you guys, from what I understand, you guys knew each other before that. I think it was November 23rd or 24th when she posted that on Facebook. That was like kind of like the official we're dating. But did you guys know each other before that? Yeah, her and I have dated since we were middle school, on and off, here and there. Okay. Uh, it was one of those things, whenever she'd come around, we'd always start pulling around and start dating. Okay, so basically you can pick up where you guys left off if you guys wanted to. Yeah. Okay. How often would that happen? And I, and specifically, uh, I guess, I'm referring to is in your guys' adult years. In the adult years, sometimes it'd be like, uh, it was really, like, I didn't see her for a couple of years. We didn't really contact get talked much and then uh then we uh ran into each other started pulling around started dating and then stopped for like another year and then then it was like uh it was like two years or so and then we just got back in contact with each other again and started dating and she took off again and then she came back that last time and yeah so it wasn't really like a, didn't really put a time frame on it, but sometimes it'd be a couple of years till I seen her again, or it'd be a year, or it'd be a couple months. Let's talk about what you know about Brittany's boyfriends up until the point of before, because I know you probably are, you're probably familiar with some of the guys at this point, or maybe even knew them back then, but you obviously know who Eric Shank is. Yeah. And Daniel Keltner. Yeah. Okay, and I know that she was dating Daniel, who also goes by Cage, so I'm going to refer to him as Cage. Um, 
but I know that she was dating Cage from what I've been told at least. Um, she was dating him, I think it was September or October. Did she break up with Dan with you? Did you guys end your relationship and then she went to Daniel? Do you know? Um, I'm not sure. She might have got back with Daniel when we split up that one time. Okay. Uh, but as far as uh, if I could remember, I think that he was already down south, so not really too sure. But uh, I know that she was hanging out with Eric a lot. Hanging out with him where? Uh, mostly Ashley's house or his house. And how did you know that he was hanging out there? Uh, Ashley's because Brittany told me. And when when did when did Brittany tell you this? Uh, when we were dating the first time before uh, the time where she came up missing. So let's just say, for example, just to make this easy, we're going to say that you and Brittany were dating for the first time in, let's just give a month just so it makes it easy. Let's say you guys are dating in June, right? And then right. <clears throat> you guys break up and then you guys start dating again in November. Right. She told you that she was hanging out with Eric at Ashley's a lot in June. That that time that you guys were dating in June, for example. Yeah, the previous time. Yeah. Okay. Really? So yeah. She was uh, she would uh, come over and she would talk about how she was trying to get off the needle and shit. Interesting. So then you guys eventually end up breaking up, and then I think I think she probably does end up dating Daniel Keltner, and then they right. end up breaking up, and then she had to have then started to date you next. I don't. I've always been told that she was dating Eric. She was. Uh, she, she, you know, the Eric thing, she would always go and be with Eric because uh, he was always, he was uh, booting a lot back then. What so, was he doing? I'm sorry, what was that? I'm, you said he was doing a what, uh, doing a what a lot back then? Booting, that's uh, shooting up. Okay. Brittany even made a comment to you back when you guys were dating and we named it June, the month of June, when you guys started dating, she told you that Eric and her were hanging out over at Ashley's house, but they were also, she was trying to quit shooting up when she was over at Ashley's and hanging, or at least that crowd or something like that. Yeah. Had you ever met Ashley before? Not that I really remember. I don't think if, I don't know if I knew her from back in my days of doing drugs, but, uh, I never really met her face to face when, uh, I was with Brittany. Or, or any time after I quit drugs. I think I might have ran into her a couple times at uh, our mutual babysitters. Okay. That might be about it. Because I know that her kid was going to the same babysitters as mine for a while. And when and when Brittany, you know, when you and Brittany are dating that uh, in, in June, she, when she's talking to you about Ashley, is do you know if you'd already known... Or I guess did she or did she share anything about her friendship with Ashley that stood out to you? Did she talk about what it was like or anything like that? Um, sometimes she talked about them. They argued. They get into arguments. I mean, not only was Ashley her friend, but she was her plug to her uh, pocket. Were you aware that Eric was in prison like shortly before Brittany went missing? He had just got released. Uh, I think he was. I don't think he was in prison. I don't remember if he was in prison or if he was just in uh, like the halfway house type of shit we got up here. Okay, because I was curious about that. One of the things I'm reading on here is um, 
date of offense was July 18th, 2018, and then his discharge date was, his date of sentence was November 9th, which would have been 21 days before Brittany went missing. And I don't know, he said he got out of jail with less than 30 days before Brittany went missing. And I'm looking at that, I'm thinking, okay, that makes sense looking at his background report. A side note about this. Eric S., Brittany's husband, publicly commented about this in a Facebook group. He says, It wasn't my car. I didn't have a car at the time. Because I was just released from jail no more than 30 days before this all happened. Hold on. Who comes by your house? Eric's there. Why is Eric is there because he's just hanging out? Because when Pocket went to jail, people started fucking with me. And he had already been in my home daily for the past however many months because of Pocket. So he knew how, he knew how to work me, like a better words. If we're holding people accountable for their own words, then according to Eric S., Brittany's husband, he had been released from jail less than 30 days prior to Brittany disappearing. But according to Ashley... Brittany and Eric had been spending every day at her place for a couple of months prior to her disappearance. Claiming to be in jail doesn't seem like something someone would make up, since it could be easily fact-checked. As for Ashley's assertion of knowing someone's whereabouts for two months, the same idea applies. She wouldn't make that assertion knowing how easily jail records can be checked, right? Sending this task Sarah's way. That's interesting also that, that Brittany said that her and Ashley did get into arguments or whatever now and then argue or fight. Yeah, she'd be sitting there talking with me and I don't know, I'd be talking about she can't get a ride from Ashley, yada, yada, she's doing this and whatnot. And yeah. I think it was in the month of October of 2018. She tags you in a post and she tags your daughter, or she tags you in a post that she posted and it's of your daughter. And I think she must be sitting like on your patio or your porch. When she posted that she was with, uh, when she put up the picture with my daughter, she was with Daniel. That was the time and those two came over. I couldn't remember when it was. When who came but over? But her and Daniel came over to my house for a party one night. And that's with your daughter that night? Yeah. Oh, really? Okay, so... So we know that for sure in that, that that post in October that she is dating Daniel at that time. Yeah, and that yeah was, whenever she posted that, like I said, I don't remember when it was, but whenever she did post that, that was uh, when her and Daniel came over. My daughter was in the princess outfit. Because did you guys, were you guys dating? She Then you guys broke up. Now, before you guys date again, which is the last time you guys date, is that party after you guys broke up the before the, before the last time? If I remember correctly, it wasn't. Before uh, they came over, because uh, I remember when she had went inside to uh, lay my daughter down, I went in after her, and uh, I either made a comment, smacked her ass, or something. So, and like that's what pretty much sparked back up her wanting to fuck around with me. So, with 85% surety, say that it was. When her and I got back together for the first time, and that last little spell was uh, after the party. The party. Party comes first, and then you guys date, yeah. break up, and then date again? Yeah. 
And how did you know, Case? Okay, so she came to the party. Did, was she coming because she was invited by you, or was she coming because, or did you know Cage before that? Uh, I did know Cage before that. I worked with him uh, a few years prior when I was working at Morgan Olsen. Like, me and him were actually pretty good buddies. I can't remember if they showed up with uh, my ex girlfriend's sister or just popped in because of her. It was, it was something along those lines. They were talking to them, might have ran into him at the bar or something. So it's cordial though. Like you're cool with Cage, you're cool with Brit. Them being there, even though you've had your history with Brit, like everything's cool. Yeah, everything was straight. Okay. I was able to get a printout of your text messages between you and Brittany on Facebook Messenger. I'm curious on what I have and what I was given if it matches what you have. Uh, I'll be honest with you, I don't have that Facebook anymore. I just lost access to that, like. And then the last phone broke a couple months ago. Okay, so is there a way to reset the password or like an email to reset the password? There's usually some. I tried. I'm, I made that Facebook so many years ago with my old email address that I don't even have access to that email anymore. If there was a way, and if, I mean, the only way I would ever ask something of this of you, Sheldon, bro, is if I felt like there was actual good reason for us to look into it that could possibly help figure out what happened. But yeah. I mean, if there's way. You can try to find out to get into my stuff, and I'll I'll give you my fucking cooperation email. I know, yeah, I'll, I'll cooperate hundred percent. You can get on my shit if you can. Okay. I don't care. Okay, that's awesome. You can hear how cooperative Sheldon is, his willingness to help in any way he can, is a sigh of relief. The problem still remains, though. How are we going to get into Sheldon's old Facebook account? You heard him say he no longer has access to the email he used to create it. Where's Ashley when you need her? The last video Brittany took from her phone, you can't really see much. You can't see who's taking it, and there doesn't seem to be much of a point to it. But I recognize that it's Sheldon's apartment. When I asked him, he knows exactly what video I'm talking about. My buddy Thor was... uh pretty bad off on drugs at that point in time. I think she was recording some shit because he was doing some weird shit. So he, where would he normally sleep? He would sleep on the couch. Okay. And she would normally sleep with you, obviously, in your bedroom? Unless it was the uh, night prior. We were, uh, we were all pretty much up all night. She was uh, laying on the uh, love seat most of the night until early in the morning when I... Uh, when she came into bed with me. Okay, so you three are up late. Were you guys just like hanging out, talking, watching TV, partying? Um, I can't really recall. I um, I remember one point in time I was outside. I don't remember why. I think I was taking off the trash, to be honest. But um, no, we were just pretty much sitting there just doing our own thing. Okay, are any drugs involved? Think- Actually, I almost think that Brittany was on the low seat, Thor was on the couch, and uh, I was actually in my room in the bed. And you you don't have any concerns at all. I mean, you've never got any kind of vibes or concerns about Thor and his feelings towards Brittany or even his character outside of with any female. Like, you don't take Thor to be that guy, do you? No, no. Thor was... Before Thor uh, had relapsed and got back into drugs, he was real real religious based guy and uh i remember him fucking telling me freaking out because <laughs> i mean his girlfriend are having sex and he's trying to be abstinent you know and like so i i 
really wouldn't think that I would really wouldn't expect Thor to do anything uh, to one betray our friendship or two to fool around with a, another female, including yeah. Brittany. Did you work that next day on the thirtieth? Uh, no, right then we were only on four days, so I wasn't working on Fridays. Do you remember what time you guys got up? Uh, not really. I don't really recall if any of us really actually slept that night. Because, uh, I know she was high, Thor was high, and I was eating Adderall at the time, so I was high. Did you see her doing the drugs right in front of you? I mean, with your own eyes? Yeah, she had, I don't remember exactly when it might have been around that time. She had some over and what, she was doing it. What was she doing? Meth. Okay. Do you know where she was getting that from? Ashley. Hundred percent, and from what yeah. Ashley, what Brittany sold you? Yeah, I don't remember exactly what day it was, but I know for a fact she was getting it from Ashley because it was uh, when I had Thanksgiving with my friends Tiffany and Eric. Uh, we, her and I had. She said she had to pay off a debt, so her dope debt. So she went to Ashley's. Ashley? Yeah. And this is on Thanksgiving in the month of November? I don't know if it was on or, Thanksgiving, or... but it was the day that uh, we I was, so, I was celebrating Thanksgiving with my friends. It's always the last Thursday of the month, which the dates kind of always change. Well, let me just look at it. Hold on one second. November 22nd. Um, so yeah. November 22nd. I know that she was... I think it was the following Saturday. So that would have been the 24th? I know it was on the weekend. Okay, so... But yeah, it was after Thanksgiving. A debt? What debt? This is the first I've heard about any debt between Ashley and Brittany. And all the talking Ashley did, she never brings up anything about Brittany owing her money. How much did she owe Ashley? Or was this just an excuse Brittany used to get Sheldon to bring her to Ashley's so she can get more dope? This is something I want to address with Ashley. Now, even though Sheldon indicates that he's unsure of the date of the Thanksgiving gathering with his friends, it's safe to assume that it's the weekend immediately following Thanksgiving, Saturday, the 24th. Now, we know this because it couldn't be the weekend after that, since that would be the 1st of December. Brittany was already missing at that point. Okay, so after Thanksgiving, which is the 22nd, I know that she's with Greg and she has lunch with Greg and his her dad and, and that family. And then the 23rd is a Friday. You weren't working on those Fridays um, anymore, but then on Saturday, you think that Saturday is when you hung out with your buddies and celebrated Thanksgiving with them? Uh, yeah. Does Brittany go to it with you? Yeah. She also tells you that she had to pay off Ashley for some debt? Yeah. Okay. Did yes. she say how much? It was uh, around two hundred or something dollars. Okay. But then she uh, they told me that when she went to pay off the debt, that Ashley just gave her a uh, bag of dough and yeah. Is this still on the twenty fourth? Yeah, it was when she went to go pay off the debt. She does she take your car or do you go with her? I went with her. I took her over there. Did you go inside or stay? I stayed in the car. Brittany goes inside. She takes the money to go pay her off. Did you see anybody else there? No. Did you guys go to pay off Ashley before the Thanksgiving event or after? Before. 
when she gets back in the car, does she talk about the exchange or the interaction? Uh, no, she didn't say anything to me until we were at Walmart later on getting stuck for the party. What'd she say? Uh, she said that she had something to tell me that Sheldon we went to uh, Walmart after I took her to Ashley's. Mm-hmm. And while we were at Walmart, she had told me that when she had went to pay off Ashley that she gave her some more dope. Okay, did she say how much? No. Did she say why if she went to go... I mean, if I went to go pay her off, but she's giving me more. That don't make sense. Yeah, it didn't make much sense to me either. That's why uh, we actually ended up getting into an argument about it because when I, was, I didn't do dope anymore and I was trying to get her off of it. So we had actually gotten in an argument where I actually drove all the way to her grandma's telling her I was going to drop her off and... Then we ended up not dropping her off because she said that she's going to throw it away. And then she ended up, no, just throwing it away. And then she swore up and down it was going to be her last time she ever had any. Did she use the money to buy more or did she actually pay the debt? Um, no, that, that never really came up. Okay. Huh. I was, uh, quite frankly, really just more mad that she had it. Okay. And she showed, did and she that, show it to you? No, she didn't show me. I want to now fast forward back to the 30th real quick. It's Friday morning. Um, I found the post where she says on November 30th at 1.52 p.m. Posted a picture that said, dun, dun, dun. She's alive laughing my fucking ass off. Heart emoji morning. Take me from your perspective, Sheldon. When you wake up that next day on the 30th, you get out of bed. Is she in bed with you when you wake up? Uh... We never actually slept. Uh, she was uh, in there laying on the couch. I was laying in my bed. We were messaging back and forth. I believe before the trash came, I took the trash out. was when she had, I don't know if it was on Messenger, text message, but she had touched me. I was on peaches, and I told her, yeah, I was taking Addies at work. And then that's where she got upset because she talking about how she was trying to get off dope but then you got my buddy in there fucking all fucked up and then me eyes on Addie's you also made a statement you said we didn't go to sleep so are you pretty confident that you guys didn't actually go to bed yeah I'm pretty confident because I remember when we was in bed for a while we uh had intercourse and then maybe lay there maybe slept for a minute but I don't really recall we did Okay. Because we were all pretty high. It's you, Thor, and Britt right now at the house. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Who else comes over that day? Um, I know my dad came over a few times. Okay. Do you know what time? Um, he actually came over. I'm not sure what time. I know he came over as Brittany was leaving and I think before. Or after, you know, because as Brittany was leaving, I asked him to bring me a case of beer. And then uh, a little while later, he brought me my case of beer. And when he leaves, is Brittany there? Uh, The first time or second time he was there. Well, you had said, I know, I'm trying to figure out what time she left your house that day. Um, the uh, I do believe it was the first time he came uh, that she was leaving as he was leaving to go get the case of beer 
So the second time he would have came back with face beer. I don't think she was there. Okay. Okay. Actually, now I'm, I'm kind of thinking about it. I think that he brought me the case of beer and she was leaving that time. Who else comes by that day? Um, I think Eric came by later on. Eric and Tiffany might have came through. Okay. And then uh, they had left while she was still gone. Eric Eric said he remembers going over, and I believe I think it is believe it is her name's Tiffany. Eric said he went over and that you guys were that Brittany was there. I do not recall that. No. I know Eric said he stopped by with. Tiffany and he thought it was like maybe into the afternoon like around one ish when he they came over but they remember they remember Brittany being there and being like yeah they seem normal like nothing they didn't seem because it's been said that there was this big fight between the two of you because of the Adderall and her trying to get off drugs and Thor and everything was there was it a big fight I wouldn't really call it a big fight I mean Brittany would dramatize stuff like that quite often like but it was always it was easily resolved you know just like just like when uh, I was at the football game you know just sweet talk her up and kiss her ass a little bit and then she'd be all better so did that argument between the two of you you know that morning about the Addy Addy would you was it resolved before she went to grandma's yeah yeah we had already even went to bed and did it and everything. Okay. Because there's been a comment that's been made that apparently Brittany said to you when you guys were arguing about that, apparently she made some sort of comment from, from what's been said that something along the lines of, you're not going to like me when I go to grandma's tonight. Uh, she didn't exactly say when I'm going to grandma's, but she said, did say something about, you're not going to like me. Which I then took that she was going to go run off and continue to get high. What did you take that as? Uh, that she was going to go, go get high. That conversation between the two of you when she says you're not going to like what you're not going to like me. When explain the context of that message that she says. Is did she text that to you? Did she say that to you face to face and what is she refer why did she say that? Um she pretty much I mean, way I would way I took it, she just pretty much just took it, just to talk shit, just to. But is this during the Addy uh, argument and the drugs argument in that morning? Yeah. Okay. Was this over text or face to face? Think it was face to face. Uh, your best guess: when she leaves your house, what time of the day is it? I have no idea. Was it dark? No. Okay. I know that she's there at your house between one, at least one, uh, one fifty-two, when she takes this picture. I'm trying to think how we can figure this out. When did she tell you she was actually going to go to Grandma's to wash the clothes? Uh, she had said something that morning. Okay, so she had told you. Did she like ask, "Hey, can I borrow the car?" type of thing, or was it like? Yeah, yeah. She said, and she said that she had to go to Grandma's to do some laundry and that. She wanted to use a car that she's tired of having to have me run her around. And you said, yeah, cool, no problem? I, was, I didn't, I don't think I was that easy on it, to be honest. I oh, really? Didn't really, 
Yeah, I, I think she had some arguing and uh, persuading to do because I didn't like her using my car because I don't think she even had a license at the time. Eventually leaving, do you even remember her leaving or taking the car or saying goodbye or kissing you or anything like that? Do you remember? Yeah, she, uh, I, I remember because uh, I actually tried to sneak and I was like, all right, well, let's go. And I was going to try to drop her off. And she's like, no, I'm fucking taking the car. I told you. Oh, uh, really? so she is taking the car. What was your expectation on her returning the vehicle to you? I mean, or you already don't like that she's taking it because of her driving habits, maybe, or just the fact that she doesn't have a license. And there's, you know, I get that. No, she was supposed to just go there, do her laundry, and come back. So I thought that was going to be... Just that, just her going there and doing laundry and coming back. What do you do the rest of the day when she's gone? I just sat at home and drank beer. Did you drink beer with anybody? Uh, I think Thor is there. Um, Eric might have came over and threw a couple back with me. Okay. I can't really recall. I think it was mostly just me drinking, just hanging out there drinking. Thor was there in and out that day at that time. He was in and out? Like, are you talking about mentally? Yeah. No, he was either take off and oh. come back. And So you're there, Thor's there, maybe he's there, he's kind of in and out, comes and goes. And Eric, you thought, maybe thought, came over, had a couple of beers, but you stayed, you stayed home the entire day. Yeah. You're 100% sure on that, right? Yeah, until, uh, until I was messaging Brittany trying to, Ask her where she was and shit. No, she's not messaging you. You were trying to text her, trying to figure out where she was at? Yeah, I was trying to text her and call her. There was one time where she had called me. Like, it wasn't, but maybe 20 minutes after she had left to ask why the fuck didn't I have any gas in the car. <laughs> Next time on Hide and Seek. And I'll just tell you that, oh my God, where's my friend car? Only if they're there. Did you hear that? Oh uh, yeah, I did. When I ask her, who are you referring to, she says, Eric, that you sent the rest of the pictures to Eric. You responded within a minute. You said, cool. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Hide and Seek. If you'd like to take a more active role in the Hide and Seek community, come interact with us. Share your thoughts, opinions, and theories in the Hide and Seek Podcast Discussion Group. Find us by searching Hide and Seek Podcast Discussion Group on Facebook. The Hide and Seek Podcast is hosted, produced, audio engineered, and directed by James Basinger. Written, edited, and produced by Sarah Joe. Director of Photography and Editing is Ethan Schatz. Our graphic design is created by Jordan Robinson.